Hey guys, how's it going? It is April 26, 2020. I'm joined again by Mr. Anonymous. How's it going, everybody? So we have a crazy show for you tonight. Sorry that it took us so long to compile the information, but we wanted to make sure that we had the facts. So without further ado, let me get into the numbers. Right now we're sitting at 2,899,830 cases of COVID-19. And the death toll is at 203,043 worldwide. Mr. Anonymous, is there anything that you would like to talk about? Sure. Let's go over the uh, let's go over the, the cases here. Let's go over Florida, where we're sitting at. Currently, ladies and gentlemen, in the state of Florida, we are sitting at 30,839 active cases. With that being said, the death toll in Florida has now exceeded over a thousand with a thousand fifty-five cases. Miami, uh, I'm going to point out two of your biggest counties, which is Miami-Dade County, sitting at ten thousand nine hundred twenty-six active cases, with a death toll of two hundred eighty-seven. That's contributed to this. Broward County sitting at four thousand five hundred ninety-one with an active death toll of 162 cases is where we're sitting at. These are major numbers, people, major numbers. And uh, they're wanting to uh, go into this reopening of these states by states, and these numbers are not stopping. They're climbing. And I didn't realize that it was that bad over there. I knew it was bad, but I did not realize it was that bad. I haven't even been keeping track of the numbers. Yeah, pretty, pretty bad, bro. Right now, um, over here in Tarrant County, we're sitting at 1,430 confirmed cases um, and 44 deaths. We're actually up there with, I believe, uh, Dallas. And Dallas is actually hurting right now, man. It's bad over there. All right, let's go ahead and jump into some of the news here. So I don't know if you guys know, but China pledged $30 million to fund the World Health Organization. This is after the case that Trump defunded the CDC. China is going to donate an additional 30 million to the World Health Organization to support the global fight against COVID-19. The donation was to strengthen developing countries, health systems, and China has already donated 20 million to the WHO in March. So this is 30 million added on to the 20 million that they donated in March. Now the reason, and people need to understand this, that Trump defunded the World Health Organization was because they were not sharing information with Taiwan about the coronavirus, including details on the cases and also the prevention methods. So the foreign ministries reported this. It got back to Trump and he defunded the CDC because they were not protecting. It's called World Health Organization. You know what I mean? They can't pick sure. and shoot who they help. That's how it's supposed to go. And because China has beef with Taiwan, then it caused a separation. So China said, hey, you know what? Can you go over there and basically tell them that we're not going to give them any prevalent information that they're on their own? And this can actually be cross-referenced because you can go online and watch some of the videos where somebody in Taiwan, I don't remember exactly who it was, reached out to the WHO and asked them what they could do that they needed help and they literally cut them off live on air they called them back and still kind of like jumped around the question 
they don't want anything to do with them. Mm. So with that out of the way, let's go into a big one that I think is real interesting. And we touched on it probably a couple times already. Social distancing of animals. Have you heard anything about this? Uh, yeah, I've heard a little bit about this. Now they're telling people like you basically social distance yourself from your pets now. Right, exactly. But as we know, originally it was that we could not infect our pets, but little by little, we're starting to see those numbers change and they're kind of changing their tune on the situation. So two pet cats in New York have tested positive for the coronavirus that caused COVID-19 disease in humans. So it's the same exact disease they've been able to determine that. The U.S. Department of Agriculture and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention was the ones that put this information out. Now, the cats live in different parts of the state and both showed symptoms of a mild respiratory illness and are expected to recover. The agency said in a statement, one cat is owned by a person who tested positive for COVID-19 before the cat showed signs. But the other cat lives in a household where no members had confirmed cases of the virus. It is possible this cat was infected by a household member who was only mildly ill. That makes a lot of sense. As we went over with like the Malaysian tiger at the Bronx Zoo, more than likely that was probably from the person that was taking care of the animal at the time. People definitely have to be wary at this point in time that it's not only us that need to be social distancing, but we also have to social distance people from our animals, even ourselves, if we feel like we're infected so that we can protect those animals. Right. So uh, let's go a little bit over protests. So as everybody knows, there's a lot of people out there uh, protesting their right to go back to work. If you remember correctly, uh, Trump actually sent out a tweet that said liberate to some of the states that were protesting. Now, of course, you had CNN that jumped on the bandwagon and said that Trump was trying to incite riots. President Donald Trump appeared to support protest movements popping up around the country, calling for an immediate end to lockdowns imposed on Americans and in order to contain the coronavirus pandemic. Trump began his tirade with the call to liberate Minnesota. He quickly followed that with two more massive callings of similar actions to Michigan and Virginia. All three states are currently headed by Democratic governors, and Michigan is considered crucial to president's re-election bid in November. Some of these states' numbers tripled based on lack of social distancing, and Alex Jones ended up popping up in the protesting events in Austin as he rode in his motorcade and yelled, through a microphone, COVID-19 is fake, and it's a bioweapon made by a Chinese communist country. While he was going around, Jones was also shaking hands with the protesters. <laughs> this is just, this kind of stuff right here is the problem that we have. This is a big, big situation. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're taught that these measures are to help prevent the spread. And you've got an idiot out there that's sitting there and basically inciting riots. Right. So, but you don't see the same effect that they're putting on the president that you see they're putting on Jones. I don't I don't get why they would do that other than it fits their agenda at this point in time. So they're standing down and letting him right. do this they're type of program. Doing basically whatever he wants to do. Exactly. But you know that uh, the numbers like tripled overnight in some of these states that went out here and did this protest. I mean, 
they had on no mask, no gloves, and they were right next to each other. Now, the media tried to spin this off, and they were like, well, it's based on the way that the pictures were taken. There was videos circulating, too. And even some people were saying that uh, Jones did not say that it was a, a fake virus, which is bullcrap, because there's video that has audio linked to it that says that he directly was spewing that information. Right, out, yeah, sure, exactly. Is, no, good. But. Kind of gone along with what you said uh, with a little bit about the protest. Uh, we have a, a gentleman okay. by the name of Daniel Ofelder, who is a... He's a lawyer here in the state of Florida. Now, which people probably do not know, but this is this lawyer here, this gentleman by the name of Daniel Ofelder, is a lawyer who single-handedly had a lawsuit against Governor Ron DeSantis for uh, not locking the state of Florida down in a timely and fashionable manner and not following, you know, like the, the initial lockdown codes, like, you know, okay, we had the checkpoints up at I-95, but they were still letting people come in from these big infected states like Louisiana, New York City, Jersey. And, you know, you set up the checkpoints for what? You were still letting these people come through. Well, now this gentleman right. by the name of Daniel Ofelder has taken it upon himself that he's going around some of these big beaches, Vero Beach, uh, you know, Daytona, Florida, where the beaches are some of your big name beaches jacksonville beaches and he's standing at these beaches dressed up as the grim reaper as kind of a you know warning sign to thwart these people and try to drive these people out of the beaches i i i don't know exactly what his go point here is but uh, i just thought that uh, was kind of funny to add to the podcast and it's like you know it just seems funny that he's showing up at these beaches dressed up as the grim reaper and you know this is being the same lawyer that had this counter lawsuit against Governor DeSantis for not locking it down. But it seems funny, right after he had this enacted order uh, against this lawsuit against mm -hmm. Governor DeSantis, it wasn't even like a week later where DeSantis finally acted on it and locked Florida down. But now we're starting to see that they're wanting to lift the ban in Florida. Beaches are opening up. Now they're talking like by May or maybe mid-May that the whole state of Florida is going to be lifted off this ban. Wow. No, I can't even imagine what the hell is going to happen then. We're already seeing the numbers increase daily. It's, or not even daily. I mean, like, hourly. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's wild, man. I can't even believe that they're, I don't uh, know. It's, um, yeah, dude, it's, I, I don't know. But anyways, let's move on let's from just, that and uh, move into our next uh, line of order. Yeah, so the stimulus packages, um, as you know, I told you I received mine, and you said, when were you going to receive yours? Uh, the 30th. Okay, on the 30th. Now, a lot of people are have received them already, and some haven't, and there's pretty much, at this point, from what I can tell, no rhyme or reason, other than the fact that they're maybe picking and choosing or just doing some kind of order that we're not aware of, but... There's a lot of talk going around that there's more stimulus is to come. And based on the fact that we actually haven't hit the peak, even though some people say we have, as we know, the peak's actually going to hit when they open things. And they're slowly doing that. And we're seeing the increase. So we know it's coming. But I just wanted to go over the uh, three different uh, phases of uh, stimulus that 
can probably be expected based on everything that's happening. Now, these are the three major ones that they're talking about uh, considering the most. And probably maybe in the next month, we'll start hearing about it. But uh, they're going to have the emergency uh, money for the People Act, um, which would be a good thing to bolster the economy, you know. But of course, as I've said before, the idea of pumping out $2,000 a month on these checks for one year is to basically stimulate the, the economy by them going out and spending. And I think Mr. Mr. Linkso made a good point on this. He said, you know, by them getting this money every month, they're going to go out there and constantly spend. And it kind of defeats the purpose too, because people are going to want to go to the stores and spend this every month. And that is honestly, that is the purpose. It's to funnel money back into the government. So it makes sense. But at the same time, I get what he's saying, because by us doing that, we're going to be out there in crowds and that's what we're not supposed to do. So it's kind of like a catch 22. Right. And this, this means with that coming abroad, that that means things are going to be definitely opened back up. So the money will be dispersed throughout the economy through restaurants, stores, uh, you know, people going back to the beaches, people going back to uh, getting, uh, you know, like uh, the malls open back up, clothing stores, Walmarts, grocery stores, department stores, mm -hmm. you name it. And uh, I think this is part of the I mean, 22 you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, we're still going to have protocols put in place because of this. But like I said, people already aren't following that. And I think the reason these stimuluses were put in place is because they know people are stubborn or they're just plain stupid or ignorant, whatever the case may be. They know this is going to happen. And I'm almost 90% sure that this first one, the Emergency Money for People Act, will be enacted. I'm almost certain of it. Um, the second one, the Rent and Mortgage, mortgage Cancellation Act, basically would cancel rent and mortgage payments for up to one year. Everybody's going to love that, I'm sure. So you're talking about getting $2,000 a month, not paying rent or mortgage. These would coincide back to back. So you wouldn't be paying rent or mortgage and you'd be getting money every, every month. And from what I'm hearing on the way this is going to work is they're going to actually go to whoever you're renting from and they'll be paying them in some form or fashion. I'm not exactly sure how, but that's what's going to happen is they're basically going to go to the people that you owe the rent to and pay them off. So the people are still going to be getting their rent payments. We just won't be paying our rent directly to them. The government right. will. Hmm. Very interesting. Then you got number three, the Getting America Back to Work Act. That would provide a payroll tax rebate that covers 80% of payroll expenses enabling businesses to more easily hire and retain employees, which, you know, I agree with it completely. I think it's a great act. The only problem I have with it is this better be act three or, or phase three, because if they do this too soon, that means they're trying to put people back to work too soon. Mm -hmm. We don't need an overcrowding or an overabundance of people in one one spot you just can't do it and they know that those are the three things that are coming down the pike with the stimulus like i said i'm pretty sure that we're going to start getting checks only because 
the economy's dipping pretty hard. It took me like $12 to fill up my gas tank on like, I don't even know how much I had in there, maybe a quarter. Spent like $12. I mean, things are bad right now. I I like it, but at the same time, it's showing an acknowledgement of how bad the situation actually is. Yeah. Moving on. Now, this is a hot topic, and we've been over this one before. Medical supplier that says FEMA sees 400,000 N95 masks and also more of the protective gear that the hospitals use. Now, there's been five different instances that I've been able to find out about FEMA. Uh, basically, when the stuff is going through customs to get delivered to these people, FEMA is jumping in and they're confiscating the uh, items. And it's like, what are they doing with all this? Are they stockpiling it? Are they taking it to people who need it? Because, I mean, these places are prevalent places that need this stuff. So why is FEMA getting involved so much and taking our necessities right now? Because they're taking it from big businesses that are using this to sell to, like, hospitals and just people in general that need it. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. So, I don't know. FEMA's a big one, man. I'm starting to get a little leery on on that whole situation there because without them being transparent with us it's causing a lot of it's going to cause a lot of controversy everybody already does not trust fema anyway there's been instances where there's been natu natural disasters and fema's come in to help and because of all the information that's come out on fema they actually kick them out i mean if they're not going to be transparent and give us information, then why should we trust them? That's the way I look at it. Sorry. Mm, definitely, my friend. Um, yeah, definitely, bro. Uh, we're about to get into some bigger stuff, like uh, way bigger stuff. So U.S. Senate floats idea about instituting digital dollar under the CARES Act. Are you aware of the digital dollar? Do you understand what it is? Uh, yes and no, but uh, go ahead and run with it because... Even if I'm a little bit aware of it, the public eye might not be, and this is what we're here for. Right. So like currency, cryptocurrencies can be used to buy goods and services, but unlike other currencies, cryptocurrencies are digital and used. So like uh, Bitcoin, for instance. So the president has acknowledged several times when in the past this has been brought up about bringing digital dollar into the United States. He does not believe in it. He believes it's fake money. He believes it's pulled out of thin air. And I see what he's talking about. I do not agree with cryptocurrency for several reasons. I believe that uh, it's my constitutional right to be able to buy what I want to. And I see this being an issue when I can't pull a dollar out of my pocket to pay for something because I have to use a card. So I can't do anything i can't okay so for instance like if i go to uh a garage sale okay and i try to get something like a shirt say they tell me it's four dollars i don't have any money i only have a card it's numbers on a screen at this point you know what i mean like a credit card but you can't actually deposit that credit card and get cash back there will be no monetary value of the dollar you know what I mean? Right. It, it'll be gone. And, and the reason that I bring this up, and it's 
kind of disturbs me is because they wanted to institute this in the stimulus checks. So the idea was, I think it was Nancy Pelosi, but I'm not 100% that wanted to institute this under the CARES Act. I don't know exactly how they were going to spin it, but that would be the main thing. So every month you would get a card in the mail with 2000 on it and spend it. You know what I mean? Like going in there and getting prepaid or whatever, right. which I see a lot of problems with. See a lot of problems with that. It's an overstep. It's a very big overstep if they start changing the banks this way. I've already seen the banks modifying certain things. Like uh, I just found out that the banks took off the limit so you can move your checking and your savings money back and forth because of COVID-19. My thinking is if they institute the digital dollar into our environment, does that completely obsolete our money as we know it? And are we going to be staring at numbers at a screen that we can't actually touch? It, it becomes, it's very intrusive, man. I mean, I don't know. It's disturbing to me. Yeah. That's all I can say. It's very disturbing. Because, uh, well, iterating on what you said, man, if you think about it, if this is the way that they're trying to shape the future, man, you're thinking about, think about your payroll checks, how that's going to be instituted now. Right, exactly. And that's another thing. I'm glad that you brought that up because also I was going to say if they institute the digital dollar, like Bitcoin, Bitcoin is worth a certain value. Like if you take one Bitcoin, it is not worth a dollar. You know what I mean? It could be worth more or less. So technically, they could take the money that's in your account and because it is based on cryptocurrency. They can change how much that currency is worth. We could actually lose money on that. Sure. If they institute it. If they instituted it like for good and not just for COVID-19, this would change the whole aspect, which if they did that, they would have to get the uh, all the companies and everything and uh, gas stations, what have you, to change their prices to fit our needs for what we're getting based on that cryptocurrency. So there's a lot of issues with this that I have, and it's going to take a lot to convince people to change to it unless they... Now, this is the conspiratorial part that I was just thinking for myself, but I'll say it out loud. If the, the dollar bottoms out, you know, and we pretty much lose enough uh, money that, you know, we go broke, they could institute this digital dollar. And it's possible that they may do this because I did find out information that in 2021, they do want to start working on instituting cryptocurrency into the environment of the United mm. States. So, yeah, keep that in mind for future because we'll definitely be diving back into that. Like I said, I don't want to scare a lot of people with this information, but this is real prevalent information that needs right. to be told. Yeah, exactly. So, now there's something else I want to press on because I'm sick of hearing it. That seems like I hear it from everybody and it's starting to give me a headache. And I think that you're going to understand a lot more of the way this information was brought in, the propaganda it's displayed and how far it's went. And this just shows how much of a hold social media has on the world and even on big news outlets. Let's debunk the Wuhan lab as being a culprit that released COVID-19 virus. Okay. Now let's try to obsolete that conspiratorial information. Uh, have you ever heard of 
Dean Koontz. Oh, yeah, Dean Koontz. He's a great author. K-O. Yes. Apparently, he made a prediction in 1981 and predicted the out- outbreak of the coronavirus. Did you know that? I didn't know that. He, no, I didn't. No, this is, uh, this is, wow. Exactly. So this is where it starts, and this is how I'm going to break it down so you can kind of understand where I'm going. Now, I'm going to give you the narrative of what the book's about. The story of a mother searching for her son, whom she is misinformed was dead. The book describes a virus which originates in Wuhan, China. So the Twitterverse has... Last month, there was a guy named Nick Hinton that tweeted about the Kuntz book, highlighting a passage which reads, They call the stuff Wuhan 400 because it was developed at their RDNA lab outside the city of Wuhan. So Wuhan 400 was the name of the virus that was created in the Wuhan China lab. Okay. So delving further into publication in history, the South China Morning Post has revealed that when the book was first published in 1981 under Kuntz's name, which is Lee Nichols, a virus had a different name called Gorky 400. It was created by the Russians emerging from the city of Corky. It was changed in 1989. So originally, Corky, G-O-R-K-I, 400, was the name of the virus in the book. And then it was actually revised in 1989 to Wuhan 400. So it was rewritten after the collapse of the Soviet Union. So they rewrote that part of the book. So what happened is people started exaggerating the idea of the book and made it seem like this pandemic was prevalent based on the information that was coming out in the book, which in all actuality, all it was is them saying that there was a virus in Wuhan, China. That's all he was basically portraying. This got so crazy on social media that it went to the extent that uh, people started posting this information but they would also add on other information from other certain books to make it seem like it was more accurate than it actually was which wasn't accurate at all but it made it seem more real i guess but this picked up so much steam i don't know if you've seen it but i've seen it the news started reporting on it possibly being made in a lab so that just shows that the mainstream media is not even doing their uh their homework because if they were they'd know for a fact it came from this book you know what i mean that's exactly where the conspiracy that this was created in a lab originated from all because of this book he wrote in 1981 so they said it predicted an outbreak of covid19 wuhan 400 just to expel that rumor that it was made in a lab this debunks that completely all right. So, you got anything you want to say about that, or you want to move uh, on? I, I think we, we could move on from this, really but uh, well, that, that's information that I wasn't even aware of. And wow, that's factual information, folks. Yep. And that's not even that's not even the top or the tip of the iceberg. It's about to get really interesting. And uh, if anybody is scared of information that's tied to anything that has to do with Bill Gates Agenda 21 or Monsanto, things like that Um, and involves like David Rockefeller, Rothschild I think that there is a correlation to how this information 
is going to be received in the future and I think this needs to be out there. So Bill Gates is spending billions of dollars to produce seven potential coronavirus vaccines. A lot of people aren't aware that there's seven vaccines, okay? So Gates said the manufacturing capacity of COVID-19 is essential that they develop a vaccine within 18 month time frame. As we were going over, over before, 18 months is what the government told us that this could last. So they're going off what Bill Gates is saying. He ended up commenting on the current social distancing and stay-at-home measures occurring across the country. And he said, we'll have lots of measures in place until we get the world vaccinated. Now keep that in mind. He said, we get the world vaccinated. So Bill Gates has spoken on population control on occasion, if not directly, it's indirectly. Now why there's a problem with trusting the vaccine, in my opinion, in 2010, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation bought 500,000 shares of Monsanto. So we all know that Monsanto is responsible for Agent Orange and genetically modified organisms using glyphosate Roundup, which would later cause a surge of cancer-related problems and health issues like non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which they're actually being sued in mass amounts for. Let me go into something real quick. So. When I was younger, I used to go to protest rallies and everything to protest against Monsanto. And I talked to several scientists and they talked about like sterility in rats and, you know, how it would actually cause tumor on them. But also, like I said, make them sterile. Uh, so these things are not these are these things are not propaganda. They're real things. So, you know, I would always go against Monsanto anytime that I had a chance and I went deep into it. And seeing the connection with Gates to Monsanto actually troubled me. I knew it was there, but I didn't know how far it went down the rabbit hole. Bill Gates is actually for global vaccinations and Monsanto's for global agriculture, basically to control everyone's crops that give them intellectual property rights as per the way the seeds are distributed and used. So, for instance, let me kind of explain that because I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't understand. There, Monsanto goes back a long way, and I don't need a script to explain this. Monsanto has ties in government, politics. Um, they actually head uh, courts. So whenever they're pulled into court, they use their own guys that are judges. They passed a bill called the Monsanto Protection Act, and what that gave them is that gave them intellectual property rights to anybody that used their seeds. So, for instance, say that I'll give you an instance, okay? You have Farmer Bill. He uses Monsanto seeds. Those seeds happen to blow over into Farmer John's um, farm. So they gain intellectual property rights of Farmer John's food as well as farmer bills. So that's the way Monsanto Protection Act works. And that's what they're trying to do globally, as well as Bill Gates is trying to vaccinate the world. Let's move on. There was also a New York meeting that the billionaires, Bill Gates, David Rockefeller, George Soros, Mike Bloomberg, and the others uh, went to in 2019 that talked about population being an issue. So they took their cue from Gates. They agreed that overpopulation was a priority. So all parties involved reiterated they needed to address the situation. Bill Gates has said the world 
today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. He's literally saying out loud, we need to depopulate. And I don't know if a lot of people understand that, but that's where he's going with that information. Elsewhere in the industry, U.S. chemical giants, uh, Dow Chemical and DuPont plan to merge and later spin off their respective seeds and crop chemicals operations into a major aero business, which is agricultural business under Monsanto that pushes for GM crop. Now, in September 2016, Monsanto agreed to be acquired by Bayer for $66 billion. So the company Bayer ends up buying them out in 2016. In an effort to receive uh, regulatory clearance for the deal, Bayer announced the sale of significant portions of its current agriculture businesses. Now, here's the interesting thing. The Rothschild banking system is the advisor to Bayer as they go forward. So now you've got Monsanto that's kind of out of the picture. I'm sure that they're still in the picture in some form. I haven't really looked into it, but uh, uh, DuPont and Dow and Bayer are the main ones that we really need to pay attention to as we go forward because they're the ones that are involved in the culture of uh, agriculture, uh, businesses of the herbicides and the seeds. Uh -huh. Now, Mr. Gates in February also outlined a plan to try to cap the world's population at 8.3 billion people rather than the projected 9.3. So he actually said that we need 8.3 to sustain rather than 9, which I told you earlier. And that's where it's actually expected to peak is 9.3. Right. Have you ever heard of NVIC? Uh, no. So it's the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. I like to call them the vaccine court. So what the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program is, is it's a no-fault alternative to the traditional legal system for resolving vaccine injury petitions. So in other words, it's its own entity. It has nothing to do with the regular courts that me and you would go to in order to say like expel a ticket. This is specifically for vaccine. 20,123 petitions claiming injuries and death of which nearly 18,000 have been resolved of those 6,313 have been approved for compensation through settlements or judgments. So there's over 20,000 people that are claiming injuries and deaths. There are 18,000 that they've actually resolved in or out of court, who knows. And then there's 16,000 that have been approved to get a settlement based on the fact that they were hurt by the shot. Now, we don't know the numbers as far as like how long ago it was, things like that. But we do know that people are, can get hurt from getting the vaccine, which should be a problem to people, in my opinion. Not to mention, you don't know about the hidden payouts that they're doing too. So they actually, there's several people that have to sign a non-disclosure agreements, which they're non-disclosed. So you only have some people that come out and actually give the truth. They get hidden payouts, but the only way they get it is if they keep their mouth shut and don't say how much they got from it, what happened to their relative, their loved one, their self, 
that caused them to get this money that keep it hush which that should be an issue for people but going back into something so a lot of people need to research not only in the bill gates but david rockefeller george soros michael bloomberg as well as the rothschilds which are basically helping bayer right now to be able to distribute the uh, seeds into the public and also put gmo foods into the supermarket it's an issue and it needs to be addressed and it needs to be looked at as something threatening because it is i'm about to get into something really really harsh i'm only bringing it up because it involved gates in some form so agenda 21 it's a comprehensive plan of action to be taken globally keep that in mind nationally and locally by organizations of the united nations systems governments and major groups in every area in which humans are an impact on the environment which means us and others the recent ones which is agenda 2030 and agenda 2050 is a plan to depopulate 95 percent of the world population by 2030 signed by 178 governments at the UN Conference of Environment and Development held in Rio, Brazil in 92. It is prompted by the elites as a way to save the planet and it's implemented by governments worldwide. Bill Gates even shared his view about how the world today has 6.8, as we said before, that's heading up to nine. Now, if we do a really great job on these vaccines, healthcare, and reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15. That's what I reiterated before. Now, the reason that it is important, it shows how there's a connection to Agenda 21 that he's behind for genocidal means. Humanity has already begun and there are many means implemented to achieve the goal, you know, from our foods, radiation, and as we talk about the vaccines, in my opinion, we've been quiet for far too long and now is the time to search out prevalent information, protect your loved ones from what could be a slow takeover of a global pandemic that is, was, and will be created mm, by humans, yeah. the vaccine. We're not out here to scare you, we're here to prepare you. <clears throat> Draw your own conclusions, but everything that we're giving you here is not to scare you at all. We are on your side. We're fellow Americans and we look out for each other. So share the knowledge, do your own research. If you want the truth, it's out there, but you got to dig for it, ladies and gentlemen. Until again, America, God bless everybody. Good night.